Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Like Minded Men podcast. This is the place where a few fellas sit around the table and have some pizza, and we talk about the Word. We talk about God. And we talk about what it's like to live out our lives for Christ. In this episode, we continue with the third part of our discussion with Cameron and his trip to Africa. So let's pick it up right where we left off, and we hope you enjoy this. Would you go back is the, is the big question, because I think the answer for me is, I know I'm going back at some wow. point. Cool. It's, I mean, even before I left, that it was the question, you know, everyone in my group asked me, so are you ever going to come back? Are we ever going to see you again? And I, it, it was just, you know, sometimes, you know, I think God can call people to do something like that. And he's like, I just need you there for that time. Mm-hmm. That's it. And then, you know, they never really do like, you know, it's like my job there is complete. Yeah. And I don't feel like it's, you know, I say I know I'm going to go back because I don't know if I'll go back for that extended period of time right. or to be like a full-time missionary there. But I, I definitely just feel it's something that, you know, it's something I want to do, and I think it's something that God's placed it to. It's like, well, I'm, I'm going back sometime. Um, Ooh, that's cool. Even if it's for a shorter amount of time. Um, and maybe it's with the church. Yeah, going or back. Some, yep. something like that. Um, I feel like, you know, there was just in everything I did that and stuff, it was like, no, I'll probably, you know, I'll probably be back. I don't know. It's like, I don't know when yet. And there's, there's definitely part of me that's like, even as, you know, I can... It's just kind of, it's also amazing how our, we, we remember the good memories of stuff, you know? Yes. I mean, there's, you know, some bad stuff that I remember, but it's like, even when I think back, you know, if I'm just thinking about it, it's like a lot, like I remember, you know, I had some, there's a lot of really hard times, but there's also, I had a lot of really fun times and, you know, even just, just looking over pictures and thinking about the times from there, I was like, oh man, that was, you know, like, oh, that's kind of fun, like, whew. And then, you know, sometimes <laughs> I start thinking about some of the harder things and I was like, you know, like, oh, it really wasn't fun throwing up in a village in Africa. That was, that was not fun. Um, <laughs> but, uh, so, you know, I think it is, it is something that God's still working at me though. Cause I'm like, it's still that kind of that question. It's like, you know, if, if this is, if I called you, you know, to go there to do my work, you know, for mm-hmm. even longer periods of time, if I called you to be a full-time missionary to Africa, you know, who would you be willing to do that? And that's, that's still like, cause you know, the first time I went, it was, I didn't know everything, right. you know, it's like kind of in the dark, kind of like, I know this is probably gonna be really hard, but I don't know what's really coming. Now I've been there and I can kind of see like, Oh, I can see what's coming. And so that kind of does make it a little bit harder when I start thinking about it. It's like, oh, okay. I do remember this and that. I feel like I'll, I'll go back. You'll go back. So if, I mean, I'm, if God was like today, psh, you ready? Let's go next month. We're, we're leaving. I'd be like, I'm not sure I could do that, <laughs> but it's, you know, I felt like I, you know, he showed me a whole lot through yeah. that time. And now after being back for a while, you know, I feel like there's you know, kind of re-entry time and kind of going back and I feel like now it's definitely, but I'm getting back to the point now where I'm like here Definitely looking ahead and going, okay. When you look at the growth that you experienced with God in that six-month period, is it worth going back if you can get more of that growth like that? (sighs) That's a really good way to put it. (sighs) Could he have done in six months with you here Mm -hmm. what he did with you there? No. 
I don't think so. So knowing I mean, that, would you go back? If he said, buckle up, cowboy, <laughs> we're going. I mean, I guess I'd have to. <laughs> does I, it scare you? It it does. It's definitely it scares me. Jason, I'm gonna does. put you on the spot. Would you go? Oh, if God man. said, God said, Ernest, are you packing your bags? <laughs> You're going. Well, to Africa. So Rwanda. Like I, like I shared before. You know, I told my wife, I said, I really believe that we're supposed to move to Idaho. And the next day I get home and she's, she's got bad. boxes in the living room. And she <laughs> said, if you said God said, because you said God said, I'm going. Ernest, Rwanda. But then she <laughs> might she might kick me if I said that. So I don't know. That's That's hard. But it's, and it was the first time I did it too. <clears throat> I had people before I left, you know, I had people say it's like, if you're going to do something like this, this is the time of your life to do it as well. Mm-hmm. And it's one of the things that kind of scares me where I'm at in life right now. But it really shouldn't. It should be really exciting because it's, you know, I'm still like, I'm currently going to college. But it's like, I still have a lot of options. It's like, I don't mm-hmm. have, I don't have a family. You know, I don't have a lot of debt or other stuff to hold me down. It's like, it's like the, the exciting thing is like, I could, like if God was like, next month yep. we're leaving. I could, there's nothing, you know physical or anything holding me back but then it's also kind of the the scary thing it's like got a lot of options Mm -hmm. Um, but you know do you think he would take you back and 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 stretch you the same amount that he stretched you before or would he take you deeper i think it'd be that's a a good question i feel like it i feel like it'd be deeper um and i just i guess it's you know, you ask like, could I have learned the same things I learned mm-hmm. in here? And I, you know, I mean, God can do everything, but I think it, there's just, you know, so many unique, unique things and just things that you experienced that I never had before. And, uh, through it all, he was, it was really like, are you going to rely on me or not Cameron? It's like, mm. you're here. <laughs> so you can either stay there in your worry and your fear, or you can trust me. And it was just like the way that that was constantly presented was something I don't think I would face over here. Mm-hmm. Um, he moved you to a spot where you couldn't do it on your own. Yes. Wow. And it was, dude, that's that's like deep, man. That's God. That's God to move you to a depth of water where you cannot make it on your own. He does what he's got to do to get it through to you. Mm-hmm. And that's, it's like, and I feel like, it's kind of like the walk of a Christian. Cause it's like, I can remember there's, you know, there's, there's those times where I just felt like, you know, it was, it was like it, without you, God, I, I can't do it. I'm not going to do it. And it's like, you know, I'd be through like a time of trial like that, where he just like hit me with that question or, you know, I'd been sick and just like laying in bed all day and just, which is just the worst because then you have nothing else to do, but think about the fact that you're sick in the middle of Africa. And it's like through that, it's like not fun. Like, you know, it's like, I will do anything God for you to remove this cup from me, you know? But then it's like, you know, two or three days, you know, two days later, I'm back healthy and doing stuff again. It's like, Oh, I kind of missed that closeness with God though. Now that that's over, it's mm. kind of like, and it's like, it's just really weird because you, your, your mind and your flesh thinks about it and he goes, that was absolutely terrible. Mm-hmm. No, that's not good. And then you're, I think in the spirit, it's like, oh, but that was, you were with God though. Mm-hmm. And it was like, so your spirit's like, yeah, let's go back. You know, mm-hmm. I want to be in that place again. And your flesh is like, 
Uh, no, no not really. I don't. Um, but in that moment when you were sick and then you're just fully relying on God. And then you said, now I miss mm. that closeness that I had. Did that put something in you to draw you back to, to have that closeness with him? It's really a question that even, you know, in the past few months, God's still been put in my heart. It's like, how do you, how do we walk with God like that? How do we, because I think we've all had those times where it's like, you know, you get into those hot spots and it's like, you're just relying on God. It's like, you know, you're just praying. You're just like reading the Bible and going, God, this verse has to be true. I'm relying, you know, I'm counting on this being true. And it's like, you know, I feel like, you know, we're not supposed to be like that. God hasn't called us to a life of being walking real close with him one day, kind of close the next day. It's like, and figuring out, you know, how do we, how do we carry out that walking with right. God in that same way, even when there's not difficult struggles in our lives? Because it's easy to get, you know, to God in those struggles. But then when he removes those, how do we still have that close relationship? And it's like, because God, you know, it's Jesus walked in it. And it's like, you know, even if Jesus was being a carpenter and making a chair that day, you know, I don't think he was any farther from God than right before he was going to go to be crucified, you know. But it's just mm -hmm. like, how do we, how do we really walk, walk in that way? Mm -hmm. Out of the mouths of babes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. That is crazy insight right there. Wow. I'm blown away. I'm blown away right now. I love how you said when you were sick, you know, you, just, you had to rely on it. And then when you're feeling better, you're missing that intimacy. Like what? That is insight right there. That is the world can't give you that. I can't Google that. Just realizing that relationship, that closeness with God. When you, we live in the Google world here. Did they have Google in Africa? Oh were yeah. You, were you Googling? <laughs> yeah. What? Yes. You had Google. And it's, yeah, they got they got. I mean, it's you go in the cities in Africa. People got people got smartphones. You know, it's because you can buy a smartphone for like 70 US dollars. I mean, <laughs> straight and direct from China.com. <laughs> but you can buy them for like 70 dollars, US dollars. And then it's, you know, I got 50 cents. I got a SIM card, a Rwandan SIM card. And then it was $3 a month. And I got three and a half gigabytes of data. Wow. And you can get up to 3G. What? So that's, and that's how I communicate with my parents. I could just use WhatsApp. I Googled, I downloaded Netflix TV shows. It took a long time because sometimes I would get like two Gs. So I'd be downloading for like a day to get one episode. You got it. But I watched, I watched what, what did you watch? What did you download? What was on your Rwanda playlist? I, whatever, whatever I could find, it's interesting. <laughs> Depending on what country you're in, Netflix changes what you can view. Oh. So I had some episodes of The Office downloaded. I downloaded the states before I even got to Africa, mm -hmm. and I was fine with those until I turned my GPS on and it found out I was in Africa, and they went, "You can't watch these anymore." Oh, oh like it was you're downloaded on my phone, and they were like, "Nope, you can't watch it." Oh, so. Just if you're a Spotify user as well, if you go to Africa, your Spotify won't work in Africa. I'm sorry. Really? 
So, so you can't take this podcast out. No, this podcast. It worked for a month until because I had I had Spotify Premium stuff, so I had some music downloaded. It worked for a month until my premium was up, and then I think at that point it reevaluated everything. It went, hold on, you shouldn't be having this. No more downloads. (laughs) You're in the wrong region to access this. What would you say to a listener out there who's thinking, ah, you know, I think I might want to try a missions trip? Do it. Do it because God tells you to. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, really, it's, yeah, it'll be hard. Like it's, I definitely think. Why'd you pick six months? Or was that one that just was That was there? for if I was going to do YWAM. That's all okay. I could do. You had to do that before I could do anything else. Because YWAM has a whole bunch of different mm-hmm. stuff. And they're a big organization. But I had thing, the school was six months. So, so you would tell somebody who was thinking missions, definitely do it? Oh, for sure. And I would say, yeah. I mean, depending on where you're going and who you're going with, it could be fun. That was and that was one of the hard parts for me is I didn't go with anybody. Yeah. Didn't have any other Americans. So there was times where I'm like, I just want to talk to someone who speaks English, you know, because I had people who could speak English. So, like some of them, um, if I, there's a guy from Uganda who spoke English and five other languages, but like anyway, who had been speaking most of his life. So I could talk with him. Mm-hmm. Fluently, and then there's also there's two people from Tanzania where you learn English from about the time you're in first grade. They wow. start you out with English, so they had also been speaking English most of their lives, and so I could talk with them like this. And so that was I. There's the guy David from Tanzania. He was my best friend. I was over there just because he understood everything I was saying most of the time. Of course, <laughs> they use British English, so if I said pants, they'd look at me kind of funny. You mean trousers? Trousers. <laughs> You're talking trousers. Surely. trousers. Surely you mean trousers. <laughs> but uh, other than that. But yeah, I mean, it's it's a phenomenal experience. And it does, I mean, I know God God can show us all kinds of things. But just mm-hmm. being getting out of, it just throws, gets you out of most of your comfort zones. <laughs> and allows, you know, God to mold and shape that as, as he wills. That's really cool. That's really good. I have questions about experiences. Yes. Yeah, we can, haven't gotten to many stories. I know. Can, can we hear some let's stories? Let's hear some stories. <sighs> let's, but maybe we should. You want to. Condense. Do you, he's making grapefruit. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what he's doing Spheres. here. Spheres. Spheres. <laughs> a sphere of stuff. <laughs> we don't need the chicken soup for the soul condensed version. You just aged yourself right there. You want to know what's funny? I read that. I read part of that book in Africa. Chicken soup for the soul. They had it. It's everywhere. They had a library. You know, they had a library at the base, a small one, one bookshelf. Chicken soup. Chicken soup for the soul. And they had one of those. And it was it was it was one of the leaders' favorite books, and it was a kind of constant joke because one of the other leaders was like, "No, this thing's." What are you doing reading that? You could be reading something else, so he didn't like it. So it was kind of, it was kind of, a, song. It was kind of a joke that some of the leaders would poke each other with. It's kind of like, a, oh, that's coming out of chicken soup. Okay. I'm not sure you accept this. But, um, chicken soup. So give us a story, an experience. Um, I'm just trying to, well, here's, here's one that I, I usually, okay. Most of my most of my good stories they come from the second three months when you're in the villages. Mm-hmm. Actually, no, we'll start we'll start with this one. This one happened like about a month after I was there. I think it was at the end of my fourth week being there. Um, 
this is the first week. We're going out for our first time of real uh, ministry. Mm-hmm. Um, so my whole team, about 20 of us, um, is going to, we were going to go to this church and uh, basically uh, help run their service. We have one, one of our leaders is going to give the message. We had prepared some different songs and other stuff, and we were just going to go there, you know, to, to minister and to bless the people there. So we're, we're still in Kigali, and the main transportation there is motorcycles, motorcycle taxis. So I driving all around the town, you got motorcycle taxis. Um, Rwanda is very civilized, though. You have to have each rider, the driver and the passenger, have to have a helmet. So they all got helmets, and I just thank God I didn't get anything for any of those helmets as well. <laughs> but anyway, our whole group, 20 of us, is going to go to this church, and so we're all like, we're going to hop on motorcycles. And so one comes by every... It's like a biker seconds. game. Man. Yeah. And so we're pulling people over. And of course, they don't speak English. Oh. So the leaders of my group are telling them where to go and stuff. And they're just like, oh, hop on. And so, you know, I hop on one. And uh, we kind of go off in this gang. I'm one of the later guys. But, you know, we're still a pretty good group. But like five or six of us this time will have more coming behind. And I got one of, one of the leaders who speaks uh, Kinyarwanda, the native language, right behind me. So I'm like, okay, this is fine. This is fine. My, the motorcycle I'm on runs, the guy runs out of gas. <laughs> <laughs> luckily, about halfway there, luckily, you know, I had the leader behind me. So he tells his driver to pull over and he's like, what's going on? Oh, I'm out of gas. Anyway, there's some guys doing construction, like working on some house a little bit over and goes, talks to him. And apparently they've got gas. And so he rolls his motorcycle over there, gets a little bit of gas in there. And uh, then we continue on our way. But <laughs> my driver was basically just following the drivers in front of him. He came in a little bit later. He didn't hear the exact directions. Oh, so he no. was just following the other drivers. And we pull out. I saw the guy, my leader behind me. So we pull out and we're going. But I realized this guy doesn't know where he's going. <laughs> and so I keep checking. I keep turning around like, nope, my leader's still there. Leader's still there. And of course, I can't ask him if he actually knows where he's going. So we just kind of keep going straight on this road to get to a T and takes a right and I keep checking and eventually I turn around and my leader's not there. <laughs> and we're just going now. We're on a dirt road now. So we're just kind of going around and I'm like, um, I don't speak the language. I literally cannot really communicate with this guy. I don't have anybody from my group and I don't know where we're going. Like, I don't even know where the church is or anything, right? So we just kind of keep going around. He kind of like, the driver also is kind of like, I'm not sure if he's expecting me to say anything. I'm like, sorry, dude, I don't speak the language. So eventually we kind of stop and we're like, he kind of like stops and we're sitting there and then church, church, you know, church. Um, like I know we're in the area. Another guy comes up. Luckily, he walks, he comes up on a motorcycle and he speaks a little bit of English. So he's like, oh, where are you going? I'm like, uh, to a church should be around here and he kind of talks to the driver and stuff and eventually they're just kind of like so we turn back around anyway and i'm trying to i'm trying to call my leaders as well because i can I'm trying to call i'm not picking up or anything um and i figure <laughs> at very least i know the word i know the area where our base is so at very least i can tell him i can get him to take me back at very <laughs> least i figure so i'm i'm not completely freaking out but i'm still like African city, no idea where. I'm freaking out a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> and so we just kind of slowly start driving back. I'm about to, I'm a, you know, I'm kind of like, mm, I'm about to start telling this guy, you know, uh, Ruburizi was the place where the base was. I'm about to start saying just Ruburizi, Ruburizi. <laughs> Let me see if he can take me back there. And about that time, a leader comes pulling up and he's like, okay, I, yep, there you are. And I was like, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> we get all the, we get all the way to the church. And I said, so that was, that was like my first, like, Right, what do I do? <laughs> right. Um, ended up being okay. 
That was pretty fun. And then uh, we were in one village like, right before I came back. And this is this is Bush Bush of Africa. Like this is in northern Rwanda. This is what? This is Bush Bush. Bush Bush. Is bush, that, bush. Uh, that's that's actually what they say. It's like in so Africa they have Bush Bush. So you have city, and you got Bush Bush, which uh, is like you know we got we don't have dirt, we didn't no paved roads. So there's city, there's bush, and then there's bush bush. 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 Yeah. <laughs> you're in the country. You're in the country. Country. Yeah. I mean, and so I mean, every, mud mud houses. Almost everyone there has no electricity. They have solar power. So some mm-hmm. families have solar power and uh, t- like tin shingle roofs, but it's all all mud wood construction. Indoor plumbing? No, no. Indoor plumbing. Even in even in where I was in the nicer houses in the cities will have indoor plumbing, but most houses in the cities I said don't even have indoor plumbing. Huh. So anyway, we're we're there, and it was just fun because that's like, I mean, if you just imagine African village. You're probably mm-hmm. pretty accurate about this point. <laughs> How about a um, an experience where maybe somebody came and gave their li- life to Christ? Yes, yes, that's good. Uh, that's like the <laughs> whole reason we went over there. It's pretty interesting, especially in that area of Africa. It's actually very similar to the culture here in America. Like if you look at polls and stuff, oh, we're ninety percent Christian. Most of us, most people would, if you, oh yeah, we're Christians. But you know, you look at the churches on Sundays, and it's like. This is there's two churches in the whole village and there's thirty people in each church and you go there's a few hundred in this village mm-hmm. so it was it did kind of make it difficult at times to really you know share the gospel because you go to share with people and they just be like oh, oh yeah we know yeah I'm saved I'm saved but it's like you know it's like okay not everyone in this village is saved and it just makes it hard because you know you can you can know about Jesus and then you can have a relationship with, with Jesus Amen. and it's so obvious sometimes where people would just have you know they know about Jesus. Like, it's like that's not it's like you're you're nibbling the icing off the cake you know it's like you're not really even getting into it mm-hmm. um i mean there's there's one time i was i spent a month in kenya and there was we were, we were in a we were in another village bush bush um and we had a we had a we had a, a crusade which was pretty cool so we just set up some speakers play some music sing um and then they'd share a message and I should, I remember this this time because it was just it was just pretty cool. Of course, after all this, you know, we'd have a we'd have a time where if people wanted to be uh, to receive Christ, they could come forward. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just remember this time in particular because it was just one girl. She had to be ten, young teenager, ten to fourteen, something like that. And I just remember because she was she was the only one that came up. But I just felt like you know she was she was one of the real genuine ones that we had mm-hmm. who had listened and truly wanted to know Christ because she was willing to do it. You know, nobody else came up and it was, just, it was just her, but she, she was, she was still willing to do it. And so that was, that was just, that's one, probably the, one of the ones I remember the most. And just so, yeah, she came up, had one of, one of the uh, local, one of the people who spoke the, the local language prayed specifically with her to receive Christ. But then, you know, we all had the opportunity to lay hands and pray for her as she, mm. you know, walks out this new life. And so that was, that was, it was probably one of the coolest moments I had because I was just like, no, she, she's legit. She doesn't, she's like, no, I know there's a lot of people in this village who are watching. I know, you know, a lot of them might not truly, might say they know Christ, but might not truly. But she was like, you know, felt like she came to that moment where she's just like, I just want to know Jesus in a way that I haven't before. That's cool. Dude, you're going to see her in heaven. and She's going to be like, remember me? And you'll be like, I do. I remember That's going to be cool. Well, as I'm looking at the clock, it's it's quitting time. So, Cameron, I want to say thank you for being here with us tonight. Thanks for eating some pizza. And, uh, Ernest, thank you for the pizza. And 
I hope our listeners realize that there's two old guys in this room, one middle-aged dude and a kid. <laughs> yeah. Who's the old guys? <clears throat> oh, I'm pretty so old. I, I think I'm older than you. Oh, please don't. And I'm older than you. No. Dude, our birthdays are on the same day almost. 71. <laughs> he was born in 71. You hear the baby crying? He was born in 71. Dude, I am 71. 68? <laughs> 67. 67. 69, 69 right there. 69 in the house. And then 71. So two, two, two. I didn't know yes. that. Yes. That's then. making 50 seem real young. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah, I'm the old man in the house. That's right. But thank you. You're, you've shared some wisdom with me today. I know. Um, just that whole thing about drawing close to God through your, in, in your, t- your time of sickness. That's just, that is, dude, that is so key. And I, I, I just, I've enjoyed you being here. So thank you. Yeah. Um, I've, I've enjoyed it. And, uh, you know, I, I've listened to episodes before this and we'll continue to do so. And I, you know, <laughs> See, I, I think with this table set up, you could go back anytime and be <laughs> that other guy. Yeah. Because we could probably have six dudes around this table. Four, five, six, eight. Seven, eight. <laughs> yes. Eight is great. <laughs> seven is heaven. <laughs> okay. Is that from uh, Chicken Soup for Your Soul? Oh, well, you know it, bro. <laughs> you know it, man. Page 53. <laughs> uh, and there went half of our listeners. <laughs> We're out. Well, everybody who's listened, thanks for joining us. Um, we're like-minded men, and we'll catch you on the next episode. Later. Peace. See ya.